Hey everyone, it's Jess here. Welcome to the second episode of the Refresh podcast by Lab385. We are a web design search engine optimization agency here in Perth, Western Australia, and we've been operating for quite some time in another agency you may or may not have heard of. I'm not going to mention them here, but this podcast, the very purpose of this podcast is to equip you with the knowledge to be able to increase leads and sales on your website. We often get a lot of clients come to us to basically say they want a website and they don't really think about how they're going to get leads and sales after that. So this is where we come in and I want to be able to give that information to you right here right now I'm also going to be delving into some client questions that have been asked to me and they have so graciously allowed me to ask them here on the podcast because I do get asked this quite often and I want to be able to share some of these insights with you today the topic that we are going through today is I know massive snooze fest guys but keep your coffee with you do not you know start playing I don't know do not start TikToking during this time. I'm not going to take up much of your time and this is going to have a massive impact on your website. The topic I'm talking about today is optimizing your website for conversational search. Now, what basically is this? Okay. So we know that back in the day when we used to do search engine optimization, we used to think of long tail keywords. All right. So we would say rather than web design, we would go web design agency, Perth custom web design or something like that, where there'd be more keywords in the phrases that we would want to put into our content content to ensure that the ideal customer finds us. Now, it's not necessarily not focusing on long tail keywords. It's mainly focusing on phrases that your ideal client is using to then find out whether you are going to be able to solve their problem. There are various stages that we can do this. So essentially, the uh, conversational search is happening all by voice. When we think about the way where we're driving, where we're even just working, when we're getting our day ready and we may ask our search, our voice search devices of none of which I'm going to mention right now in case they set any of yours off, but you know who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about. Um, the way that we ask questions is very much going to be the way that we ask questions in our day to day, but we're trying to find the answer to our question. Now, if we take that knowledge and understand that these people are, or our, our ideal clients are basically in a certain stage of their buyer journey, the questions are always going to change. The questions are always going to be different. And that's what I'm really talking about today. When users turn to voice search, they are often seeking quick, straightforward answers at various stages of their decision-making process. So even though there is this kind of leaning more towards the long-form content that we have seen in the past, now people really... the um, information, the information that they're receiving is a lot faster than it used to be even five, six, seven, eight years ago. Okay. So if you're currently not creating content on your website, that is answering a question that your ideal customer probably thinks or probably asks when they're trying to solve the problem that you have the solution for, we need to be able to think like them. We need to be able to understand them. If we haven't done a deep dive into our target audience, this is something that I would definitely recommend that you do. Um, earlier on, even before getting to this stage. But if you have a pretty clear idea of your target audience, your ideal customer at this time, this is something that we can do right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the three general stages of the decision-making process and how we can actually bring in this kind of content into our website. So the first stage is, of course, the awareness stage. So this is very early in the customer journey. And this is when the, your ideal client usually has very general inquiries or they seek really 
basic information. And your content should aim to answer broad questions related to your field. Okay. And so being able to understand this and do this does take a little bit of research, a little bit of understanding. Um, and what I find so interesting and so many creative people probably feel this as well or marketing people, but sometimes we don't know the exact question that people are asking unless we have clients already that found us through asking particular questions. And of course, we may be able to ask directly those those clients and ask them, how did they find us? What, which search terms did they pop into their um, their browser? But other times it's going to be about research and understanding and, and I'll kind of um, dive into that as well. So for example, for a health supplement company, an awareness stage question might be, what are the benefits of taking vitamin C? Okay. So your company may sell vitamin C, they might sell other different um, supplements, but one of the questions very broad, what are the benefits of taking vitamin C? And I would always recommend to either, you can know, you can answer this in a video. If your target audience likes to watch a video, you can answer it in um, a very short website. You can answer it in an infographic. You can answer it in the way that your ideal target audience really receives this type of content. Okay. Um, and you can find these questions out by simply going into Google and actually Googling the question, what are the benefits of taking vitamin C? And Google will actually have a question suggestions box. So I'm going to actually type it in right now. So what are the benefits of taking vitamin C? And if you want to do this along with me, hopefully you're not driving, but let's say you're doing this with me. Now, one of the first things I see is, of course, a Google ad. The second one I see are the, vitamin, the benefits of vitamin C written by WebMD, and they actually go through very quick. Vitamin C, also known as ascorbic acid, is necessary for the growth. They also have infographics, images, different ways of communicating that content. If you go a little bit closer down, so scroll down a little bit, we'll also see people also ask. We now have four questions of what people also ask in that field. And so we have, is it good to take vitamin C every day? What happens if you use vitamin C every day? So these, if you actually click on them, it'll actually open up and give you an answer. Now, these answers may not be specifically correct. Sometimes if you've had experience in this people also ask field, you'll also notice that sometimes the answers aren't quite relevant to your question. And that's because someone hasn't really created the most effective content to answer that question. But once you've expanded it, you will also see maybe three questions, three additional questions show up underneath. And as you close and open, and continue to expand the questions, more and more questions will show up. Now, of course, this is extremely important to be able to answer these questions. You may find, like I said, some of them may not be entirely relevant to you, but we have a lot of questions here. So what I would essentially do is um, you can basically put all these questions into a spreadsheet, so your Google Sheets, whatever it is, take all of these questions and actually see, can I make videos about this? Can I make website content about this? Can I make email marketing? Of course, email marketing comes at a later stage, but can I make something that answers these questions that you might also find duplicates in here? And so it might be an idea to um, to amalgamate the question, but also ensure that we've got the same keywords in. So the question's being asked differently, but it's essentially the same answer. So we could keep going forever and there are going to be tens and tens and tens and tens of questions. There might be thousands if I just keep going forever. So that is one way that we can um, understand the questions that people are asking and optimize your website for conversational 
search. And we have to remember as well that not everybody is searching through this via voice. They're also searching through this via just that sometimes people just ask questions in Google. Um, and, you know, that really comes when um, we're really not sure what we're looking for. We know there's a name. I mean, in this instance, vitamin C is very broad, but we know there's a name to it. Maybe we just don't exactly know what it is. And so we our questions might be very broad. The next stage is the consideration stage. So this is essentially when customers move into the consideration consideration stage, their questions become much more specific. Okay. So they may be comparing options. So what is the commoditization on this particular product? Is it coming down to price? Is it coming down to location? Is it coming down to quality? Is it coming down to time? Um, you know, quantity even, can you get more tablets, uh, more vitamin C tablets in one container than you can in another, but is one better quality, whatever it is, right? So now people are actually considering which is the best one for them. They're understanding, so they're coming into this research stage and they're seeking detailed information about a particular solution or product. If you are not in the product um, business, but you're in service-based business, this is also going to be very similar. So, for example, web design agency, there is there are many of us out there. And at this stage, people's questions might be different. So, the first question might be awareness stage. You know, they might need to understand, like, can I do this myself? Can I make my website myself? And maybe they've decided, mm, I can't because I need something extremely custom. I don't have the knowledge or the time. Now, I'm going to start finding other web agencies that could possibly do this for me. And what are the plus sides? What are the things that I care about that they're going to be able to do for me? How are they going to take me from A to B? But in the nutrition product example, the more question, the more focused question here might be, how does vitamin C support immune health compared to vitamin D? So now you can see the question is a little bit more complex. They're actually comparing. And it would be really interesting to type this one into Google because again, you know, Google the what people also ask thing is really good because it does give you it, um, and even the auto in the um, search bar, it will also auto complete questions for you. So, what are the benefits of vitamin C in comparison to vitamin? I mean, look, if we knew a little bit about vitamin C and vitamin D, we might not ask that question, but let's say some people don't know the difference between the vitamins. They want to know. And again, this question has already been answered. Vitamin D versus vitamin C, the matchup. Underneath, we have people also ask, there are four questions. What's the difference? What is the difference? Because this is when people are trying to understand how it's going to solve their problem. And again, if you keep expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting that list, you're going to get a bunch of different topics in there, which is pretty incredible. So now we have a very specific list of questions that people do ask, and we can actually go and create content for that as well. Um, the next stage that people go through is the decision stage. Okay. So they've sort of figured out, I know um, what product I want because of this, this, and this. I've been equipped with this much information. So this one is when they are directly related to purchases or specific actions. So they might actually ask about product specifics, pricing, or how to complete the purchase. Is there somewhere where I can buy it online? Can I buy it locally? Um, and, you know, the questions may even go a little bit deeper and actually ask, like, how soon can I get my product? You know, does it need to be, um, can it be left outside or do I need to bring it inside? Um, 
And, you know, for a service-based business as well, this question could be totally different. And now it could be pricing. Like how much is a web design uh, project? How much is a custom web design? How much is a search engine optimization thing? Or like, uh, where can I get this? So this is really where people are, you know, have made the decision of what to get and what's going to solve their problem and where they can obtain it. So it's really important to be able to answer those questions in your conversational, in your website, but using conversational um, terms. So like I was saying before, when we have long tail keywords, those are not to be abandoned. It's amazing how quickly things do change with search engine optimization, but it's more about how they expand, how they grow. And here trying to think about the way that we evolve in the way that we use technology is really important. But if you can't do that, that's totally fine. Now, before I head into the next thing, we also have a um, free ebook. You can grab this off our website. It has 30 plus tips, I believe it is, for how to bring your website, how to bring your search engine optimization up into 2024. It covers so many different topics as well, like um, the use of AI in search engine optimization, the use of video, zero click searches, which is something that I just touched on there, which is like, I got all my answers without even going to a website. Those are zero click searches. How does your website actually appeal to those? Those are completely free. You can head to the website. Um, it's going to be lab385.com.au SEO dash guide. You can go there, you can pop your email in, get the ebook. Um, and if you have any questions, of course, you can always ask us. We're always here to support you. Now, one of the questions that I did receive from one of my clients is for search engine optimization, how beneficial will this be for my website because we use Wix? So that was a great question from Kylie. Now, um, I get this question a lot, even with uh, Squarespace is another one, WordPress is another one, although WordPress has incredible plugins to be able to use. Um, we don't particularly use WordPress. We use a completely different system for the fact that it is a lot more customizable than WordPress and a lot easier for our clients to use. Now, there are going to be some technical limitations when it comes to your website if you are using something like Wix and Squarespace. And by technical limitations, what I mean is because of the way that they have created their system, sometimes there are certain things happening which can make the website a bit slower and you can't really control that. Um, it's more going to be up to um, their own development team and they can't, they're not going to change the way that they're not going to change their product just for one person. It's really going to be a lot slower at the way that they adapt to technical changes that adhere to search engine optimization. They do tend to work quite well when it comes to, of course, like the SSL certificates, they got onto that. Um, you know, obviously there are going to be some of those technical limitations. Speed is ex extremely important when it comes to search engine optimization. But there are things that you can do if you do find that you're limited by your own content management system. And one of them is actually what I just spoke about, which is actually creating that content that actually answers your ideal uh, clients particular questions that they have along their journey. The biggest mistake I see clients make is that they will do a website about how great they are. Now, you know, I do see a website as something that you would create at the end of your marketing process. So you have the branding, you have the voice, you have the aesthetic, you have the way that you put yourself out there publicly. The website is going to be one of the most important assets that your business has to be able to convert that prospect into a client. But if a prospect comes to your website and all you've essentially talked about is how great you are and you don't address your prospect at all or really 
provide the content that they're looking for to reaffirm their decision that you are the people that are going to basically solve their problem for them, they will probably leave. Okay, the bounce rate is going to be really high. So we need to make sure that first and foremost, the entry point into your website is going to be specific to your client's question that they have. If they are coming to your website based on just your business alone, they've heard of you, maybe they've seen some of your content elsewhere and they want to get more of an idea about you, I would actually begin to work on the homepage content and ensure that rather than talking about how great you are and you've been in business for so long, the first question should actually, the first piece of content should actually be who you are, what you do, why you do it, how you do it and who you do it for because people need to be able to actually qualify themselves. Now, if you don't answer those questions, first and foremost, people are probably going to leave. So that is going to be the most important thing. Now, another question that I have received, and this one is from Samantha. Very, very interesting. So Samantha is a fantastic client of ours. And she actually asked me how often, like, first of all, how important is a search engine audit, optimization audit, and how often should I be doing these audits? Really good question. So the first one is the audit. Okay, the audit is very important to do if you've never had an audit on your website before. So of course you need a website. Of course it needs to be, you know, it doesn't need to run for a really long time. You could do search engine optimization audit on a website. But I really believe that all of these kinds of things should really be done. The fundamentals of search engine optimization should really be done in the before the design phase of a website. Because if you're not planning out your content, if you're not answering your client or ideal client's inquiries, if you're not addressing them in your content, if you're not creating the hierarchy for them, then doing an audit is going to be really important, but it's almost like we're working backwards. So we want to be able to understand our goals, ensure the website is working in a way that is going to be beneficial for search engine optimization. So of course, a web agency can assist you with the technical side of things and can assist you with the content side of things if that's something that they specialize in. Um, So that's a really important thing. Another reason why you would do a search engine audit, optimization audit, is because if we're coming into a new year where there are quite a bit of changes, if technology is shifting in in terms of like the way that people are using search engines or finding their content, an audit would be fantastic, of course. If you find that you're getting no leads at all or they seem they seem to have dropped off that is correlated with your website traffic, that's another reason why you would get an SEO audit. You want to see what's actually going on and what you can actually do to um, get that traffic back. The other question that she asked was how often should I be doing a search engine optimization audit? Very interesting. Um, so if you are in a business where perhaps say um, you're a construction business and you have a lot of like land, um, house and land packages and they target different demographics, that's a really good time. You wouldn't need to really do an audit. You would actually plan out the content and the hierarchy and the branding for that as well. Um, but If you are the construction company and you have an ever-evolving change in the house and land packages that you sell, obviously you're selling them to different um, demographics, you would want to make sure that your website is being able to be served to people who may be in the older demographic, who might be using a desktop, might be using a tablet. It really depends on who is using your website, how they're using it, why they're engaging with it. Um, We also want to make sure that when we're doing an SEO audit, we would do it because, um, and and I would say that's very seasonal as well. Um, Generally speaking, I would do an SEO audit at least once a year, minimum, 
once a year. The reason for that is because we want to be able to mitigate any drops in traffic before they actually happen because drops in traffic and therefore drops in leads can actually be quite detrimental to your business and your cash flow and your income. Okay. But also for your brand recognition and your brand visibility. So you want to be able to stay on top of that. Um, I personally like to review traffic every month and that's not necessarily a full on audit. That's just ensuring that the strategy is up to date, but doing a full on audit at least every year for sure every year. Um, and this would essentially involve doing the technical audit, doing the on-site audit, doing the off-site audit as well. So that's really important. Now, um, if you do have any questions, you can flick me an email at jessica at lab385.com.au. I would love to answer your search engine optimization related questions. That would be awesome. Um, I am a massive geek. I probably should have started with my pedigree. I've been doing search engine optimization now for the last 15 years. I first started doing it at INET and created their search engine optimization strategy because they didn't have one. And I've been in love with search engine optimization ever since. And the biggest reason is because I love being able to connect with your audience in an organic way without using paid ads, which is just so, it's just amazing, especially when you don't have to worry about doing ad spend as well. But of course, it does take time. It can take anywhere between one month to six months to be able to see any kind of change. I hope this episode helped you out. As I said, please ask me any questions that you do have in regards to search engine optimization. And we'll be back next week for the next episode. Take care.